For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Cardinal-centric show I am your co-host, Javon J. Love Adams, and as always with me is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. I'm trying to get better at this whole talking thing. We got a certain guest that we're going to bring on in a second, so he makes me, well, they say iron sharpens iron, so that big head dude that's in front of me at the bottom of the screen, he's, he's, his voice is so deep and he's on point all the time, it make me want to step my game up. But Ed, he played not only professional baseball, but he also played in uh, played professional football as well. NFL veteran played over NFL Europe, played also for the XFL, and then also, of course, played in the NFL for a myriad of teams, most notably for the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, as they went to that Super Bowl and all that good stuff. What is good, man? Well, I actually appreciate you calling me a veteran, man. I guess I am vested, so I can actually say that. But, yeah, no, I, not, it's very, not very often I've been called a veteran of the NFL, but I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> Shoot, I don't care if you if you get two years, I'm gonna call you a vet. You, somebody somebody that takes all the the punishment that they take, man. It, it just one year. I don't I don't care. But so uh, we with us hey, joining. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Let me introduce you, dog. I thought you already did. My bad. <laughs> nah, I just insulted you. That's all. I just oh, insulted you a bit. Okay. So joining us again is our brother, is the one and only Earl Burnett, Casual E from Casual Sports, KSRNAZ.com. And he's also on the Believe Network as well. He he uh, has the, the Suns, Believe in the, in the Phoenix Suns podcast. So that's what's going on. So, of course, we're going to be talking. He's a jack of all trades, master of all of them. So what is good, sir? Hey, I'm doing good, man, and I just wanted to add on to what Ed was talking about being a vet, man. If you you get to a damn Super Bowl on a Super Bowl team, but you a vet. <laughs> <laughs> true that. <laughs> Definitely true that. Definitely true that. So we bring our our conversations, our our topics from a from a different type of perspective. We don't necessarily tell you, well casual e can do that for sure who got the fast twitch muscles and who's going who's doing all this stuff and, and where and in the, the the catch radius and all that we kind of take it from a macro level get, get some various topics but we are inching and as the the season gets underway then you know then i start to throw out the numbers and my man 
But man, Ed, he, he gets on my head because I start throwing out these numbers and get so analytical with him. But the point is, we're getting, we're inching closer to the to the season, and we were just talking about that offline. So this week, we're going to talk about uh, a couple different things. So one, Isaiah Simmons, so that he is he all eyes will be on him, uh, similar to a Tupac song from back in the day. And then we're also going to talk about the the matchup that's coming up that 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 week one matchup. And again, it's it's right around the corner. Uh, the first week matchup with the with the 49ers and then also uh something interesting that casual e brought up when we were kind of doing some show prep about the the flexibility or the ability to be able to the flexibility that maybe the cardinals may have or may not have when it comes to uh, their cap space and in, in, in preparation for the inevitable injuries that come up and then i also wanted to the lastly talk to have ed share with us when when he knows, when you know if you're ready for that for that week one, when during training camp do you know that you know that you know. So before getting into that, does somebody say playoffs? Because the NBA, the MLB, and the NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. I was actually looking uh, when we we're talking about the the Sun. I mean, not the Suns, but the Lakers and the Rockets are going to be playing. So I'm going to be watching those lines very closely and see where I want to where where I want to go. Of course, I'm trying not to let my heart get in the way, as you know, I'm a Laker fan. But so take it full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there is always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's get into that that gentleman, Isaiah Simmons, some have called him a Swiss Army knife and, and all those good things. So do you think that he is ready, ready for the big time as the lights are about to, to get thrown on? Came across an article that was on uh, revengeofthebirds.com where it was saying that the Arizona Cardinals can have, have so many different ways in which they can deploy Isaiah Simmons. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Let's start with you, Casual E, your thoughts on Isaiah Simmons and his readiness as the season looms ahead. Yeah, I got a lot of concerns about that, actually. Um, the Swiss Army Knight thing for the Cardinals just really hasn't worked out. I mean, I, I think back of Hassan Reddick when we picked him up and coaching supposed to help players, but coaching in our, uh, in our, on our team, when Hassan Reddick came to this team has, mm-hmm. has harmed him. I mean, cause of course we have di- different coaches every year when he was on the, you know, and, and he's supposed to be this Swiss army knife, but he's, he hasn't worked out as a Swiss army knife because I mean, his original position was coming off the edge. And so with Isaiah Simmons right now, I mean, I'm getting word from the inside that, I mean, he's not ready for either position right now. Interesting. Uh, he's not ready. I mean, as of right now, because you're talking about a season that you did not have an OTA rookie camp. You did, you're talking about a season you did not have a preseason game where you can get some reps in, some live action. And now you're talking about, oh, we're going to throw you in the fire, which they are going to do. They're going to throw him in the fire. He will be out there day one guarding George Kittle on, 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 on opening day. And so he's getting thrown in the fire, and he's not – up to speed yet with the scheme of things. So they're going to just let him rely on his athleticism and his length to just stay with that tight end. He's going to play that one position. They're not going to clutter his head with a bunch of other positions and trying to use him as a Swiss army knife because he's not ready for that right now. So, 
Real quick, so Ed, what do you so when you hear that, what does that make you think when when Earl is is citing what he's what he's been hearing as he's been keeping his fingers on the pulse of what's going on, that he's that he's not ready? Does that concern you, especially being the high draft pick that that he is? Uh, it doesn't concern me in in the fact that I think it's expected. Uh, you know, our brother Earl said it just you know perfectly. I mean, without an off season, OTAs, everything, opportunity to get into the playbooks, uh, he's already behind the eight ball. He's miles behind where your normal rookies would be getting prepared for the season. Then you take away the opportunity to even have a, a preseason game. I mean, you know, I, we equated and we talked about it earlier uh, in the year, uh, Jay. I mean, it's like getting on a treadmill that's already going at you know, speed eight, you know, normally you get on that thing and you start at three and you start walking it up and thing. these rookies are going to be starting uh, with it, not just on speed eight, but incline of 12. And I mean, that, that just, you know, so for me, it's not going to be a surprise. I hope what they do is they narrow it down for him. They give him some specific things and duties and assignments, try to keep his mind clean. Cause the last thing you want is his head swimming out there, not being able to react because he's thinking too much. So give him some simple tasks, and as he grows through the season, then you unleash him a little bit. But for me, I mean, what we're going to see right off the bat is very expected. I, I and That's a good point, too. I mean, for a young guy like that, the one thing you would hope that he does have is a strong mind because when these kids come out, and you throw them in a fire like that, the first thing of adversity that comes up can put them going the opposite direction. They put their head down. They don't think they can handle it or they can do it or not. And he has to have that, that mind where you, get, you can erase the bad things real quick because I'm telling you, Sunday, that game against the 49ers is coming up. It's going to be <laughs> bad in there real quick because he's got that killer he's got to match up to. And you just hope that he has a strong mind where, you know, when Kittle starts to beat him on play, that he doesn't put his head down. You got to just keep, you know, being, being able to get up and go. But he's been in a lot of big games, so he's supposed to be that type of player. So I'm hoping that's, that's the case. Now, along those lines, you, you mentioned that, and I, I want to ask a, another question, but you, you brought something up, Earl. It, when you hear about – when you come from a program where you've had so much success, so he comes from Clemson, has so much success, you hear about this sometimes with, with, with these winning programs where – they're so accustomed to winning that adversity can maybe they're not used to it because things have maybe I want to, I don't want to say come so easy, but comparatively speaking have come easier. Do you think that, do you worry about something like that um, with, with a player like Simmons? I'll start with you, Ed, and then go to you, Earl. No, I don't worry about it. What you, what you want around him is some, some good veteran leadership that's going to kind of, one, once again, we talk about the disadvantages of this offseason. Uh, the fact that they haven't had a long period of time, because, and this is going to be ironic, in, in a lot of instances, you like those early days of the summer and the spring when these guys first get drafted, that's like a humbling period for these guys. You know, they get a chance to come in and see you now playing with the big boys, and the big boys will in, in turn, put you in place, kind of you know, bring you down to earth, whether it's, you know, the raz- razzing doing training camp with, you know, singing fight songs. It kind of gets guys uh, used to what's coming ahead. And without that, you know, a lot of these guys, like I said, they're going into this blind. But what you hope with veteran players and, you know, even some guys like Buddha's not necessarily a veteran yet, but he's been there. He obviously just got the big contract. He's had some success. So, you know, you want those type of players and your Chandler Jones and guys who have been around the block, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Hopkins, those guys are going to be there to assure him, look, Rook, 
you know, you, you're going to take your lumps at first, but just keep your confidence. You don't want those guys on the island because just as Earl said, when that confidence starts to go, sometimes there's no pulling it back in. And I've seen that happen to guys who were, you know, from those big-time programs. They came in, never matched up, and that rookie year of expectation just destroyed them. Okay. Yeah, I think some of those programs in the in the collegiate on the collegiate level kind of gets as close to NFL as they can get running some pro systems. So, and then guys that are excelling in that collegiate area in that collegiate think they you know they're high and mighty. So when they get to the NFL, you like you said, they get to see oh, this is the big boys, but they got some form of I'm not gonna say a taste of the NFL, but they just know how to play at a high level because of those programs they come from, like a Bama or a Clemson. Those guys are running almost pro-style uh, uh, offenses anyway or defenses anyway. So you get some form of feel to what's going on when you when you enter, especially when you got to get thrown in the fire like he's going to get thrown in the fire. It can only help. But I don't know how much, of course, because like you said, the NFL is a totally different monster. But I, w- I, would, I would imagine them being on top of the collegiate level. They think they have some form of, you know, of a, I don't want to call it what they call it, like, you know, Verado or whatever they want to macho, whatever you want to call it. They, they, they've been the man all the time. Yeah. So they know how, you know, those programs that run those pro styles can help them, you know, a little bit down the line. Last, last part in terms of where, as we're talking about Isaiah Simmons here is pro football focus. They, they came out, they had, they had an article that came out that said that there are two people that are the, that are, really key to the success of the Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray, Murray, of course, and then they listed um, Isaiah Simmons. If on a scale of one to 10, 10 being vitally important, one being easy, easy, it's, it's just a little bit where we're rushing, we're running before we're, we're starting to walk here. Um, how, what is your level of importance that you will place onto Isaiah Simmons' play this season in terms of his importance to the success of the Arizona Cardinals? We'll start with you, Earl. If there was a 12 on this list, it'd be 12. Ooh. Said 10, but I'm going 12 to 15 or whatever because all you got to do is look at the tape from last year. You can't keep – you can't – if we can't guard a tight end or a running back coming out of the backfield and they're in open space with 20 yards ahead of them with no man touching them, we got a problem. So if we can get a guy that's that can come in and at least be athletic enough to at least be around the football when it's thrown to a tight end or a running back, that's all we can ask for, and that's important for this team right now. Easy. I think, uh, you know, and I'm going uh, <laughs> to go right in the middle. I'm going to be the, uh, I guess, the voice of um, reason. Whatever. Yeah, not reason. I'm going with a five because it all depends on what your expectations are for this team. If this was Ooh. a Super Bowl kind of caliber year, like, wait, this is Super Bowl or bust, I'd be like, yeah, he's got to come and he's got to, for me, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for development. I'm looking for baby steps. And I would not put that much pressure on him, meaning like he's the focal point. If he was coming in here and this was LT and I'd be like, yeah, you better. What I'm looking at is, and especially with the circumstances, I'm looking at baby steps in terms of we want to see development. We want to start seeing, you know, somebody who can cover the tight end. We can stop the run. We can get off the field on third downs. You know, it's a, as a whole. And, you know, like I said, if I was thinking this was a team that should be competing for the Super Bowl, and now nah, this team right here, we're all probably uh, thinking five to seven wins would be like, really? wow. I, yeah. With yeah, the, I'm, I'm with him on that, that five to seven. Oh, I'm, with, oh, I'm with that. I'm when, with you're in that. The, when you're in a division with the Super Bowl, the, the NFC champion 49ers, the Rams, 
I mean, they had a down year. I still expect them to be, you know, some competitive. And then Seattle, you always know they're going to be well coached. And, you know, obviously they're losing a little teeth uh, with the defense. But, you know, this is, to me, the toughest division in the NFL. And I wouldn't expect the Cardinals to go from, like, five wins to, hey, 10 or 11 wins and we're in the playoffs. So, like I'm saying, I think our from my perspective, I'm looking for more competitiveness and winning some of those games that we had in our hands last year and it just didn't work out. And like Jay always says, it just <laughs> Girl. did. Girl. And so I'm looking for that type of improvement. For me, like I said, five to seven wins, it's how you win. It's not if you win. It's or I mean, it's how you play and, and even if you lose, it's – it's those like think about this, Earl, and I'll sit up after this. No, two can't. years two years ago, we were like, damn, they were just getting drugged every dog all week, and we just couldn't get we couldn't wait to get on on the tube or or on the airwaves and talk about how bad and pathetic <laughs> they look. What I'm looking Never. for is they are playing competitive, staying in these games, almost winning some of them, because eventually that starts to turn and churn and sky, you know, heading the, in the positive direction. So that's what I'm talking about in terms of what my expectations are. I'm not looking for them to be a playoff team this year, but show me that you're learning and growing and building something together. I guess you're right. I mean, when it comes to teams like that, you have to take steps. There are steps that you have to – you can't cheat the steps process. There's steps that you have to take to be that next successful team. But I just I just think that Kyler is going to be the key. And then, of course, you add – you can't go from five wins and then add a piece like the best receiver or best top receiver in the league and not be improved. I mean, five yeah. wins really the same that we can't, you gotta be improved at some point. I think I was seven to nine, maybe. That's what you go from five to seven. That's, that's improved. No, no, he said five to seven. <laughs> I'm saying seven to nine. <laughs> I mean, they gotta be these that much better. I mean, out of, out of their division, they're going to be playing teams out of their division too. So, I mean, I get it. I get the understanding. This is a tough division, but, I mean, Kyler's going to be the key. Kyler, Kyler has this off, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things in the training camp. I'm seeing things on the off season. I'm seeing things on how his mindset is. He's going to be the key, and I got, I got a feeling this guy's going to make a big difference this year. A All big- right. All right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals on September, September 13th. How y'all going to believe in him and don't believe in him? <laughs> <laughs> on September 13th, the Cardinals and the and the uh, 49ers will be playing in California. And so let's talk about that first step, where as, as Earl has all the belief in the world in the Arizona Cardinals in terms of in this season. So let's talk about that. Look at that matchup, gentlemen. So the, the we know that the 49ers are coming off of that, of playing in the Super Bowl. Too often we hear about that Super Bowl hangover a couple of weeks or a few weeks ago. Uh, we, we had kind of looked at in terms of looking at the, the division opponents and we talked about the 49ers wondering whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is that dude and all those things. Maybe he is much maligned. I think people were just waiting to tear this dude down. Uh, others were never really believed in the dude in the first place. But the point is, uh, I want to get your thoughts as we look at this matchup uh, with maybe it'll be one of those things where we'll be all surprised. So let's start with you, Ed, and how you're seeing this this matchup again because the season is right around the corner. September 13th is when they play, is when they kick this thing off. So your thoughts on this matchup? I'm glad you brought up that Super Bowl hangover because it. I do think it's a real thing, but this is a unique offseason because 
and I'll explain it this way. The year I went to the Super Bowl, we finished up, you know, flying back home February 1st after the game on the 31st. And our offseason was cut by a month, basically. So, you know, they we were supposed to start mid-March coming with the OTAs and everything. But because we went so far into the season, they actually pushed it back to the end of March. And even that wasn't enough time. And, you know, you're talking about your body getting rest, your mind getting rest, you know, wasn't enough time. These guys played the Super Bowl, and then we got hit by Rona. And they got a whole lot of additional time off and got to be away from the facility, got to clear their minds. And albeit we've been all captive in houses and stuff like that, but I think that's an actually an advantage for a team that went to the Super Bowl. See, you know, now, like I said, they're going to be a little more refreshed than your normal Super Bowl losing team. And, you know, for me, they, they, they showed that they were a complete team last year, not even winning with their quarterback necessarily. That running game, that tight end, that, uh, the, the mastery of, uh, Shanahan with that, with that offense. For me, it, man, I mean, they've got all the ingredients to, kind of repeat this process that they put together, uh, losing a couple pieces, but bringing some more in. Uh, and, for, you know, this is one of those instances where I think we're going to have to look at this game and depending on how it plays out, it's going to be like, well, the Cardinals are going to be looking and saying, that's what we want to one day be. You know, we want to get to be that. And that's not, there's no shame in that because you know, what we're, you know, like you said, you said a minute ago, Earl, like you want, you have to grow in baby steps, Right. Every now and then you get that lightning in the bottle, like the 98 uh, Dirty Birds, you know, that thing. <laughs> that, that, can happen. that can happen every now and then, but it doesn't happen all that often. But right. what I'm saying, you know, in this instance, you know, it's going to be one of those things where the, the 49ers, you know, we're going out to their place, you know, unique situation. Obviously, we don't even know how many people are going to be in the stadium, stands and stuff like that. So maybe home field isn't as big as it normally is. But this is the Cardinals taking those baby steps. This is the 49ers who they ain't stepping, they're dancing, they're doing a two-step <laughs> and uh, the funky chicken and everything. They've been getting it in. I just think that's, you know, it's going to be one of those situations, man, where, you know, taking a taking an L in the first week, and we got time to map out and do our all of our uh, uh, predictions and stuff like that, but taking an L in that first week, man, going to be no shame of it going on the road to San Fran. Casual E. We're going to do it more in depth when neutral zone, but I'm telling you right now, this matchup is prime for an upset. Prime for an upset. You talk about that Super Bowl layover thing. Yeah, that's real too. And also baby steps. Cardinals took two baby steps last year with this team. Yeah. With this 49ers mm-hmm. team. They took steps where they almost should have, should have if they had done the right thing, they had the right pieces in the right place, could have won at least one of those games. But they, you know, hey, they, they had to, they're the team they were. They didn't have all the pieces to guard to tie it in at the time. And so here we are. That's going to be one of the pieces. If you get the 49ers out of their comfort zone, which is running that 21 person now, banging it down your throat, running the ball, you can stop that run. You put the ball in Jimmy's hands. We got to see what he made of. And if that's the case, shoot, we got a, we got a hell of a damn chance to win this game for sure, in my opinion. But like I said, we're going to go through that again when the neutral zone starts. But I think they can pull this thing off, especially right now. The 49ers are banged up at the receiver position. This might be – I was going to say, this might be when they – Yeah, this might be the time to go ahead and just steal one from them because the 49ers are banged up in the receiver position. And if Isaiah Simmons can really pan out not, – I'm not saying the rookie going to come out and just ball out and be that, that you know, star-studded already. But if he can just keep Kittle under control, you take away Jimmy's security blanket, what else does he have? He has to throw the ball downfield, and that is not his forte. So – 
You know, you know what this season is like, brothers? This is like, yeah, I don't know if you guys ever experienced it, but I had a few in my life blind dates. Okay. <laughs> because we don't know with no preseason or nothing, we have no idea who's gonna be walking through the door. It could be some buck tooth beaver. <laughs> we just don't know. And it's gonna be real interesting to see. Yeah, then you throw that big elephant in the room with the COVID nineteen. Yeah. And Kent, do you think with with the way in which that the the 49ers, given Shanahan's style, wanting to really run the ball and run the ball and run the ball, do you, with offensive coordinators wanting to be the smartest dude in the room, and Ed's talked about this before, do you think he says, well, y'all thought I was only going to run, watch this, and go so far away from what his tendencies are to try to to prove a point almost? I I mean, do you think that that's possible? Gentlemen, we'll start with you, Earl, and then, then hear about from you, Ed. Yeah, that's definitely possible because you know this is a league where people figure you out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, different defensive coordinators look at the tape and go, "Okay, they killed everybody with that, so we got to find a way to stop that." And I'm pretty sure Shanahan's anticipating that everybody knows what they're going to do. That 21's coming, 21 personnel's coming. Everybody knows it, so I think they're going to put some more onus on Jimmy to throw the ball downfield this year. I got a feeling that's what they're going to lean on, and we got to see if he can do it. And we, I don't know if he can do it or not, but we'll see. I respectfully beg to differ in, in the beginning of the season because <clears throat> I think any smart offensive coordinator knows the run game is going to be well ahead of the passing game to start the season out, specifically because of the lack of off season and timing and all things that go with that. I mean, you, you know, I've been out there on the field, bro. When they, when like you work timing, it is so critical. And, you know, guys have to know on that fifth step, you know, or this yard is I got to get – and everything's going to be so off to start out with. So if you have a good running game in tow and you can put it, you know, to use and bang it down, like you say, or bang it down their throats to start, if you have the ability to do that and you don't rely on that to start out and then use the play action, et cetera, et cetera, if you don't, if you don't utilize that, I would call you the smartest <laughs> dumb guy in the room, the dumbest <laughs> smart guy in the room, whichever. Okay. So, if so a def- I mean, let me ask you this, Ed, real quick. So, if a defensive coordinator knows that you're going to do that, and they stack the box with a nine box, eight man box, knowing you're going to run it, okay, you can't run it on eight man box all day long, right? I mean, somebody, something's got to change somewhere, right? There's always here's the thing: there's the give and the get too, right? If you're right. willing to go up and sacrifice that, a smart head coach, like you said, if you're going to put eight in the box, I got something to defeat that too. You're going to put your second, your young inexperienced secondary in jeopardy. So do you really want to do that? Okay. If you don't want, you want to stop the three to five yard runs. Okay. We'll go ahead and take that 15 over the top. How about that? So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) the give and the get, I like that. Give and the get. But I mean, but in his Cardinals, in the Cardinals sense, they're not so young on the corners though. Patrick can lock down and we, and I love the Drake Kirkpatrick pickup. I'm telling a long, lengthy six, two, a uh, corner can do some covering. Yeah, like I said, I, I mean, oh, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's live by the sword, die by the sword right, for the right, most, right. you know. So, we'll, but like I said, you, I mean, we could, we can make the argument both ways. It's just it all depends on who comes out and does what. And here's the thing, Earl, and you know this, and you too, Jay. I don't care what you start with. It's all about making the right adjustments. Right. So right. if you're gonna try to take this away from me, and that's where Shanahan has that upper yeah. hand. You yeah. talk about them papers over there shaking, right? You talk about it all the time. <laughs> I mean, 
that's in that's in game preparation and adjustments. And that so. he might you know, he just might not be there yet. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's transition. One of the things that, that Earl brought up was uh, in turn again in our show prep, it was in terms of the the Cardinals with their with their flexibility, so with the you know we got a few minutes left in the show today. So, so when we're looking going on to where was it overthecap.com, and you, when you look at uh, when you look at the 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 availability in terms of team cap space, we see about just a slightly over ten million dollars. Um, Earl, you you mentioned this, so I want to get your thoughts on this. When you look at what the Cardinals are doing, uh, you you want to be able to bring people in, have that ability to bring people in if somebody gets injured, to maybe make a move if if the season um, if if the season kind of uh, dictates that. Your thoughts on the Cardinals with their flexibility or inflexibility when it comes to cap space? Well, right now they just uh, re- restructured uh, DJ Humphrey's contract to free up around another seven million or so in cap space. So then everybody's going to wonder, okay, what would they free all that money up for? And it's only, it's only obvious, at least to me, it is that it has to be to lock up DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, why would you not lock this guy up? You can't get a steal like that from another team and not make him happy. So I got a feeling that that was that, what that is about locking him up, or it just could just be making some security for COVID-19 going forward. Cause you don't know what's going to be happening with the season. You have no clue who's going to be on the field at the time. Injuries are going to be a really good key in this season. There's going to be a lot of a lot of uh, injuries early. You know, people going down left and right. So you got to have some security there. So maybe it's that. But I got a feeling it's to make DeAndre Hopkins probably the highest paid receiver in this league right now because Julio's pushing right like twenty two point five right now. Hopkins is uh, at sixteen two right now, and if you give him that seven, he's right at twenty three. So. I got a feeling it's going to be making him the happiest guy, you know, the happiest receiver in this league. And he's, he's, he's in a tier right now where he's with Odell Beckham and, and uh, AJ green at, you know, around the 16 uh, million. And I, I think, think, I think I, Hopkins I, might be at 12, five from what I'm seeing. 12, 12, he's 12, five, he's 12, five coming in, but I think that that's his uh, base salary. Okay. Got you. I got that's you. His base salary is 12, five. And then the incentives and everything gets him around 16, two. But when he when 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 the Cardinals are done with them, he got to they got to push him up to twenty somewhere around there because Julio's twenty two five, and he's been arguing with Michael Thomas about who's the highest paid or who's the best <laughs> receiver, and Michael Thomas is is right behind Julio at twenty something, so he's going to probably be in that range when they finish. But that's what I think that move was made for to get him you know under contract so he can be happy going forward. What do you think, Ed? Man, that's that, all that stuff's above my pay grade, man. I, I, I'll let y'all, for me, <laughs> but, but like me, I was just trying to get my little change, and if they couldn't afford me on the roster, then something was real wrong. So, you know, but, so, <laughs> so that's why, you know, Earl, you hit that right on the nose. Like I said, but as far as I'm concerned, bro, I, I ain't talking about nobody else's money. I, <laughs> I heard that. That's what I, I do. Right about there. somebody else's money, you, uh, y'all sitting down, so stay sitting down when you hear this one. Man, do you know the freaking average ball boy is making fifty three thousand a year in the NFL? Are you serious? I said, are you freaking oh, kidding me? Hey, are, are they taking auditions, bro? I go get I'm coming the wrong business. What the hell? Something, because I shoot, I I'll go run and get a ball oh, in a second, put it on the team, yeah. everything. I'll be out there. I'll be, one of, I'll be one of them dudes squirting Gatorade in people's mouths. I don't care. <laughs> so real quick so let's leave leave me with this real quick i wanted to ask you this and we get a few more minutes before we head out of here so 
when when you're when you're a player when you're on the when you're in the preseason that when do you know that you're ready for that first game do you know around the third week fourth week do you know in the beginning of the of training camp hey i'm ready for this i'm re- we're ready for the season where we got the right well you don't know if you got the right people in place the right parts but you have that feeling right so when do you know when when do you have that feeling that everything is good to go you want to you want the real feeling or the false feeling which one you want <laughs> give me the false one give me the false one the false one is through the preseason when everybody's playing well and everything you know it's like hey man we're three and oh we're three and one you know and you know bro, we're gonna we're gonna go 16 and oh and then the, the reality hits after game one when you get the first real measuring stick of yeah. whoa we, you know, we went out there and we just got our tails handed to us. Or we, we, regardless of win or loss, man, that was good and we felt good about that one. So, like yeah. I said, that false bravado, uh, false bar- was a bravado and all yeah. that stuff leading into the season. You can catch because right now there's a whole lot of dudes, like, you know, in a normal situation where preseason or anything like that, a whole lot of dudes are going to be at home working at a car dealership or something like that. And the real thing is going to be happening in a week. So, like I said, there, until you get into it, there's, you know, like I said, all that fake stuff, you know, you can, you know, that, that's all it is, is fake stuff. <laughs> Basically. Good stuff. And so let me ask you this, Earl. So coming from the other side of it, when you're looking and you're analyzing a team such as the Arizona Cardinals, when do you, when do you get, even if it's a false sense, is it three games into the preseason? Is it, when, when do you start to get a sense of this team is ready? I think this, get a gauge on maybe how, if, whether or not they have a good squad together. Well, you hate to be a broken record about COVID-19. I mean, that, that's, that's a reality. I mean, every team is in the same boat, and you're just hoping that teams are prepared right because they don't know what's coming, you know, in the, in, the, in the first few weeks of this season. And this first few weeks of this season, to me, is going to be the ugliest football we're going to see. <laughs> be sloppy. You're going to see a lot of uh, uh, pre-snap penalties. You're going to see all kinds of crap that's going to go up. So when do they really, really get comfortable with, I think, the first three or four games is going to be almost like the preseason. And so okay. I would think after that, you start see teams start to make out, you know, you start to see who's, you know, who's can stick to the wall and who and what can't and see where they really are. But I think after about week four or five, we start seeing what these teams are really about. That's what's up. So thank you, Casual E, for joining us again. It's always great to appreciate have you. Appreciate you, brother Earl. Appreciate hey, you. you. So this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Again, make sure you check out KSRNAZ.com. Again, that's KSRNAZ.com. My man, Casual E, runs that over there, and he does a wonderful yeah, we job. we believe in the Cardinals when we on Casual Sports. <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of the one and only <laughs> – <laughs> I'm Javon Adams. And like we always say around this time, are you kidding? And I'm going to do my great Earl voice here. Be easy out there too. Oh, <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.